Welcome to episode 43 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia, and today I'm sharing about the books I read in September. Before we get started, I wanted to remind local listeners about one book, Thomas County. Our whole community is reading The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin, and Gretchen is actually going to be in Thomasville on Tuesday, October 27th at the Thomasville Center for the Arts. Tickets and more information can be found at the One Book website, www.onebookthomascounty.org, and um, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can also find more information on the One Book Facebook page. Again, that's One Book Thomas County. Uh, I hope you will be able to join us. Tickets to the Gretchen Rubin event are just $10. They are available online and at the bookshelf. And even if you are living far away from Thomasville, we hope you will kind of read along with us and join us um, on our own little happiness project. Uh, For those of you who are far away listeners, and even local folks too, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. So normally I ask for you to rank or review us on iTunes. That's really helpful too. But if you are a a regular listener, if you would just subscribe to us on iTunes, that would be so helpful. Help spread the word about the bookshelf and word about the podcast. Just click subscribe so that you can be updated every time we post new episodes and you're always kind of in tune with what we are doing at the bookshelf. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So I read, um, let's see, seven books, I think, in September. I started the month off a little slow and then wound up having a brief uh, trip to the beach and so was able to tackle a few books that weekend. So I cannot wait to share with you what I was reading last month. The first book I read was called Girl Waits with Gun. This was a book by, or is a book by Amy Stewart. She is of drunken botanist fame. So if you're familiar with her work, she actually is an indie bookstore owner, um, has written mostly nonfiction in the past. I think a couple of nonfiction books, including The Drunken Botanist. This is her first foray into fiction. Uh, This is a book that I really enjoyed. It felt uh, kind of British to me. Uh, Let me explain what I mean by that. This is an entirely American book. It's set in 1920s America. It features the story, the true story actually, of one of the first female deputies, sheriff's deputies, but the book is entirely fiction. So it's kind of based on this historical character, but it's a fictional take on what her life might have looked like, her, her entrance into her career. And what I mean by it feels like a British book is it's a little slower paced. The book really revolves around the main character and her two sisters. So it's this tale of these three single sisters who live on this homestead, this farm kind of a little far out from the main part of town, which is really unusual for that time. So they're kind of thought of as eccentric sisters and Um, the world kind of invades and she is thrown into uh, kind of this story of crime and she becomes very curious and so this is kind of how she becomes a sheriff's deputy ultimately Um, but the plot just felt I don't know like you could sit in your chair and read this book with a cup of tea do you know what I mean so 
this isn't a fast-paced, like, girl-on-the-train kind of thriller. Um, it's not a thriller at all, but but it's just a slower-paced, more enjoyable story. It actually, for me, was almost reminiscent of Capture the Castle, uh, which is a classic book um, by the woman who wrote... Um, Oh, now I'm blanking. But the woman who wrote, oh, 101 Dalmatians. So uh, if you have not read I Capture the Castle, it's actually really great. A classic that I missed in my youth and was able to read in adulthood and really enjoyed. So it's kind of this cozy novel. Um, reminded me a little bit of some Kate Morton. Uh, pretty literary, but entirely enjoyable. You'll fall in love with these characters. I desperately wanted to know what happens. Um so I don't mean to say that it's slow, as in it's going to lose your interest. It just reads, it's not, it doesn't grip you so much that you kind of fly through it and lose the story. Um, instead, you kind of want to take your time and enjoy this one. Um, the cover is beautiful. This is a really striking book. So um, Google it or look it up because I think you'll really think the book itself is a really pretty book for your shelf. Um, sometimes I'll tell you to go to the library. This could be a library book, but um, this is one I would actually want to own because it's just really enjoyable, really um, beautiful book cover, well designed, um, but also really well written and, and worth your time. I especially think, so I read it in early September. I actually think it'd be a great fall book. Um, again, just something about it made me want to curl up. I don't even drink tea, but it made me want to curl up with a, with a hot cup of tea. So um, Girl Waits with Gun. This is by Amy Stewart. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy this one, particularly if you like Kate Morton, I Capture the Castle. Um, anything like that was how, what it kind of reminded me of. The next book I read was Bream Gives Me Hiccups. And since you're listening to this, I'm going to go ahead and spell that for you because it's an unusual title. Bream, B-R-E-A-M, Gives Me Hiccups. This book is written by Jesse Eisenberg, who you'll recognize from The Social Network. He's actually an actor, but he also has written stories for um, The New Yorker. So he it's not like he comes to this completely ill-prepared. He has um, written a couple of screenplays, written a couple of um, plays for the stage, and then he has written some stories for The New Yorker. Bream Gives Me Hiccups is a collection of short stories. It is reminiscent of B.J. Novak's book called One More Thing. I loved B.J. Novak's collection. In fact, um, I'm going to recommend that one even more. That was that was a book I really stand by. It. I read it last year. Thought it was one of the best books of 2014. Um, one more thing by B. J. Novak. This is similar to that. So if you liked that, you will probably like this. I will admit to you, I read every story in this collection. I don't think you have to do that. So B. J. Novak's book, I actually loved every story. Breen gives me hiccups. Some of them I could have skimmed through. Some of them I could have skipped, but I did read all of them. Um, it's an enjoyable collection. He is a talented writer. Like I said, he's not, this isn't some actor who doesn't know what he's doing. He obviously um, knows a little something about the art of writing. He's very talented. Um, the first, probably third of the book are short stories that are written from the perspective of a nine-year-old little boy and he's writing restaurant reviews. I thought that was really clever. I did think it went on. I mean, it really did cover probably a third of the book and that felt a little long to me, like to the point where I thought, are all of the short stories restaurant reviews <laughs> from this nine-year-old perspective? Um, so really clever, but kind of the joke went on too long, I think. Um, I liked this one. 
uh, I think it would make a great gift for like your snarky younger brother or, you know, a cousin or something like that. I think it'd make a really great holiday gift. But for reading purposes, I really just loved BJ Novak's collection, One More Thing. This was reminiscent of that. If you liked that, you'll like this. If you haven't read that, read that first. Uh, that's kind of what I'm saying. So Bream gives me hiccups. I enjoyed, but it's not one I'm going to shove in your hands unless I know you enjoy um, kind of clever, snarky uh, short stories. And if you haven't read BJ Novak's book, I'm going to give that one to you first. So hopefully that kind of explains where I stand. Um, but the book is Bream Gives Me Hiccups. It's by Jesse Eisenberg. Um, we do have a couple of copies still at the bookshelf. I think we've sold a few, but if you're local, you can come by and take a look and see if it might be your speed. I also read Why Not Me by Mindy Kaling. Mindy is an actress and writer. She actually was first a writer on the American version of The Office. Jordan and I are Office obsessed. We love that show. Um, in fact, we were reminiscing that we hosted a party when uh, Jim and Pam got married on that show. So we are big Office fans. I have loved Mindy Kaling from the beginning. She has a book of essays called um, Why or Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? She published that a few years ago. I loved it. I think it is so intelligent, so funny, uh, laugh out loud kind of funny, but also really touching. She is very close with her parents. Her mother died a few years ago, so she has some really interesting things to say about her parents and her raising. Um, just really great stuff. So her first book was called Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? And then her new book is called Why Not Me? And since her first book was published, she's really come into her own. So she started on The Office, and now she's the showrunner for The Mindy Project, which is a television show on Fox. Uh, I like the show. I'm not a regular watcher, but I enjoy it. Truly, I think her writing is so spot on. Um... I love Nora Ephron and Nora Ephron movies, and so Mindy Kaling in her own way reminds me of a modern Nora Ephron. You've mentioned me, or you have heard me mention before, um, Lena Dunham. Mindy is a little bit cleaner, little less controversial Lena Dunham, I guess, if, if we have to compare folks. So I enjoy Lena Dunham's writing, but I cannot really relate to it. Mindy Kaling's writing I can relate to. Uh, her new book of essays is just as funny as the first. If you've read the first, there will be stuff in this new book that is entirely new material, so it's not like she's recycling. Sometimes people recycle, I think, material, and the second book isn't as good as the first, especially if you're, if you're doing collections of essays. This is a great book for young moms. Um, so many of my friends love Mindy Kaling. In fact, I think three or four of my friends pre-ordered this book through us uh, they have already read it. We're about to discuss it in one of my book clubs I'm in. Just really funny, spot-on stuff about millennials, about Hollywood, writing, feminism, uh, even some stuff about parenting, relationships. It's fantastic. I really loved this book. It's probably one of my favorites of the month. I'm biased because I already liked Mindy Kaling to begin with, but this book of essays did not disappoint. If you are listening to this and you've got, you know, 20-something women in your life, whether they're wives, sisters, daughters, friends, this is an excellent gift book. And I keep talking about that because it's October now and we are moving into holiday season, believe it or not. 
don't um, skip some of these books that were released before, kind of before the holiday rush. These are still really great books that would make great gifts. So Why Not Me by Mindy Kaling. Great collection of essays, really funny, uh, laugh out loud kind of stuff. So check that one out if you're interested. The next book I read was for my book club. It is called Shotgun Love Songs by Nicholas Butler. This book um, was released last year to pretty great reviews, made the indie um, independent bookstore uh, bestseller list. They call it the indie next list where independent booksellers kind of recommend different titles to their customers. This made that list and then it was recently released in paperback. So I had seen it. It's got a great book cover that actually um, looks similar to Thomasville. It's got this water tower on the cover that just reminds me of the water tower that you see when you drive into Thomasville. So this book had been on my radar. I knew what it was about, but hadn't really picked it up. It was my turn to host book club in September. So I put this one on the list and it won. And so we, uh, read it and most everyone enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, This is a novel, so it's fiction, uh, Nicholas Butler. The book takes place in the Midwest, but I really love books that take place in the Midwest because like books that take place in the South, they really have a deep sense of place and purpose. I don't know if it's the accents and the religion, and uh, there is something about the Midwest that is so similar to the South in that it's this deep embedded sense of who you are kind of has to do with where you're from. So it takes place in the Midwest and it's about a group of friends, one of whom uh, has kind of made it big in the music world. And they are from this tiny town in Wisconsin. And the book, the book description makes it sound like this is a book that takes place during one wedding weekend, you know, kind of like a reunion story. So I was immediately hooked there because that's exactly the kind of stuff I love to read. Um, But actually, this book takes place over the span uh, of some period of time, just starting with kind of this wedding weekend. And it's these friends who grew up together in this small town, and now they've grown up, and one of their friends has made it big. It's a little um, autobiographical, um, just slightly. So the author, Nicholas Butler, one of his classmates growing up um, is the lead singer of Bon Iver, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Um, But anyway, so the book, Bon Iver, is a kind of folk uh, group, and so this book is loosely based on uh, his rise to success. It's It's not really even about him, but I think... Nicholas Butler says that he was inspired by watching this classmate of his kind kind of go off and make it big and and what that looks like when you're from a small town. So the book is just this excellent look at small town life about friendships and what it's like to grow up and apart from your friends. There's a little bit of romance, a little bit of, um, you know, just just drama, I guess, involving the friends, but what I also really like is this is a book about four male friends. So frequently there are there are so many books about female friendship, but I mentioned when I reviewed A Little Life earlier this year by Hanya Yanagahari, um, that book was so unique to me because it was a book about male friendships. Well, this book 
is a lot lighter than A Little Life, but it still is about male friends and what their relationships look like. And I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed this book, too, because it was written from a male perspective. And um, I think he does a great job. Each chapter is narrated by a different character, which can sometimes be distracting, and I wasn't anticipating that going in. Um, But it actually wound up being really ideal. I really enjoyed it. Um, And only one of the characters... Uh, one of the main characters is a female. So it's mostly about these four friends, but then you do get some of the wives' perspectives. And um, that adds a whole other element. We had the greatest book discussion about this book. This would make a great book club choice. We were able to talk about what it's like to be raised in a small town, what middle America looks like. Um, Anyway, this is a really fun piece of fiction and yet really thoughtful um so it wasn't too high literary where my book club just flat out didn't enjoy it it was entirely enjoyable readable but still thought-provoking so if you haven't read it i'd really recommend it it's called shotgun love songs by nicholas butler Um, one of my favorites probably this month um next i read my southern journey by rick bragg uh, Rick Bragg is a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, Southern journalist, really known for his Southern literature and Southern newspaper stories. He currently writes a column for Southern Living Magazine. Uh, it's kind of the column on the back page of every issue. He's written articles for Garden and Gun. So if you're Southern, you have probably heard of Rick Bragg. Let me say that I love Rick Bragg. This is a collection of stories put out by Oxmoor House Publishing. Oxmoor House does Southern Living, Coastal Living, all of those types of magazines. So this, right off the bat, you need to know, is a beautiful book designed for gift giving. Um, I read it straight through, but this is a book clearly intended um, to be given as a gift because not only is it beautiful, but it's basically a collection of some original essays, but also his Southern Living articles and columns and his garden and gun columns and a couple of columns from ESPN magazine. Um, so most of this is recycled work. I didn't mind that because I, ha- I had not read this, co- this collection yet and I don't get Southern Living magazine. So I had not read all of these pieces before. Um, but for those of you who are Southern Living subscribers or who read that, this is clearly meant to be almost like a coffee table type book. It's not coffee table sized, but the cover is just very striking and clearly intended to be a gift. That being said, I can understand why it would make a great gift. Uh, I'm not going to say who I'm going to be giving this to because I will be giving it to people. Um, But if they're listening, I don't want them to know. I think this would make an awesome gift because I love Rick Bragg. I also want to say about Rick Bragg, not everyone loves him. So I had a customer come in this week, actually, and tell me, (laughs) um, and she's a regular, but she came in and she said, hey, I just wanted you to know, I actually hate Rick Bragg. And I think it's interesting that you love him so much. And um, I was not really taken aback. We get all kinds of comments and feedback from customers, so that's totally fine. Let me explain, though, I felt like I need to defend myself, why I love Rick Bragg. I went to Montgomery, Alabama for college, so I grew up in Tallahassee, but I went down south, even though I went up, I went down south for college. Rick Bragg, I was a journalism major, so I read um, a couple of collections by Rick Bragg. I have actually never read his fiction. I have only read his nonfiction essays and newspaper writings because um, I read him for a feature writing class I was in. I think he writes about the South so truthfully. The South he writes about is the South I know. 
And so many Southern writers or wannabe Southern writers get the South wrong, or they write about a South that I am just not as familiar with. But I read Rick Bragg, and I went to school in Alabama, and I know this this is the South I know. And um, just his idioms and the things that he says, they hit so close to home for me. And I'm not entirely sure. Um, and Rick, if you're if you're listening, I no offense at all. Um, but I'm not. I don't know if I would like him in person. I don't know if I would like him as a person. Um, I think this particular customer wasn't sure she would like him as a person. Well, I don't know if I would like Rick Bragg if I were to meet him. I just love how he writes about the South. So um, he is not for everyone but he is for a lot of Southerners. And so if you've got people in your family who are familiar with Southern living or they're familiar with Garden and Gun or they grew up in the South, Rick Bragg writes so honestly and so accurately, so authentically about his Southern heritage and about the Southern heritage that so many of us share. And so My Southern Journey is his most recent collection of essays. It just came out in September. Um, And it is, I mean, there were essays. I read one essay in particular out loud to Jordan. There were essays in there about Alabama football. And just as someone who had no idea until uh, until I went to college, I just had no idea what a big deal the Alabama-Auburn rivalry was. That that essay was incredibly um, meaningful just because I realized, oh gosh, yes, this is exactly what I experienced when I moved to Alabama. Um and some of his stuff about his family and his mother and Southerners and their dogs. I, just so much of it rang so true. So if, if, you're, if you're like, like me and you grew up in South or you are familiar with Southern culture, this book I think you'll really enjoy. It's entirely um, pick up and put downable. So what I mean is these are essays. You can just read them bits and pieces. I read them straight through, um, but you don't have to do that. This is a gift type of book. Um, I think we're going to sell a lot of these at the holidays. This isn't one I would say go to your library and read. Um, Instead, I would say buy this one or it's probably not for you kind of thing. Uh, The book is My Southern Journey by Rick Bragg. Next, I took to the beach uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth Gilbert, you will probably recognize from her New York Times booming bestseller, (laughs) um, Eat, Pray, Love. She also wrote a really great book I enjoyed that I don't hear nearly as much about called Committed, um, a book about marriage and the history of marriage. Really interesting stuff. Um, She also recently wrote a beautiful novel called The Signature of All Things. So she's um, fairly prolific. She's put a lot of stuff out there. I have enjoyed most of what I have read by her. I know not everybody um, was fans of Eat, Pray, Love. That's fine. I actually really enjoyed it. I read it several years ago when it very first came out. Um, I like Elizabeth Gilbert. I think she's really likable. Um, And so it makes me like her work, I think, even more. Big Magic is a nonfiction book about creativity. If you're a fan of Brene Brown um, and her work on vulnerability, uh, if you like Ann Patchett, Elizabeth Gilbert actually references Ann Patchett quite a bit. Um, Those are two authors that immediately came to mind while I was reading this book. This is a great book for creatives. So if you are local and you are, you work with the Thomasville Center for the Arts at all, um, everybody that works there should read this book. Um, And I'm not exaggerating. This is great stuff. It's practical. None of it is super groundbreaking, but 
Um, but at the same time, it's not stuff I've read before. It's stuff I might've thought about creativity, but I've not read it anywhere. So, um, she just approaches creativity in this really fun, unique, vibrant way. The book itself is beautiful. It has this gorgeous, colorful cover. Um, I know our manager, Rebecca, uh, immediately snagged a copy for herself, um, she actually took the advanced reader copy home. Then she knew I wanted to read it, so she quickly passed it along to me, and I think she has since bought a copy. I will probably buy a copy. It's one of those books that you highlight and kind of write in and talk about. Um, but if you are creative, and her argument, I think, would be that we are all creative. <laughs> um, but if you are creative or you are um, living a creative life or an artistic life, this book is incredibly helpful and kind of that push and that encouragement and that cheerleader that so many of us need when we work in creative fields. So the book is called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. It's fantastic um, for a specific audience for sure. So if that's really not your thing, it might not be for you. But like I said, if you are creative or even if you're an entrepreneur, so much of what I do I've discovered has to do with creativity. Um, this book would be so helpful and so encouraging. Um, so I highly recommend it. I ended the month with an advanced reader copy called The Ramblers. Um, this is a book, now I'm going to have to look up who wrote it. Um, this is a book by um, Aidan Rowley. Um, it, it doesn't release until February, so it's an advanced, advanced reader's copy. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was perfectly pleasant. Uh, it's a book that takes place in New York City. You have two or three different narrators, all in their late 20s, early 30s. Uh, the title is The Ramblers, because I think these are people who can't quite figure out what they want to do with their lives. Um, the main character is a bird watcher, which I thought was an interesting aspect, but it also rotates narrators, so you get some varying perspectives. Um, I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to like it. Again, I'm just really drawn to stories about reunions or about coming of age. Um, I like books about people in their late 20s because I am in my late 20s. Um, this one I thought was pretty good. It actually reminded me, for whatever reason, um, it reminded me of the book Migratory Animals, which I really enjoyed. And that came out a couple of, maybe maybe last fall. Um, so if you're looking for, for a book about 20-somethings coming of age or figuring out who they are or growing up, reaching adulthood, Migratory Animals is another great one. The Ramblers doesn't come out until February. I enjoyed it, just not quite as much as I thought I would. So so I, I liked this one, but this might be one I would say. Check it out from the library. See if you like it. Um, I think... I think it had certain things I really enjoyed. Um, it was not the page turner that Everybody Rise was. So Everybody Rise also took place in Manhattan, um, a book about a girl struggling with her identity as she enters her mid to late 20s. That book was phenomenal. Couldn't put it down. Um, so I'd recommend that one first, probably, especially if you're looking for a page turner. The Ramblers kind of rambled uh, a little bit and so kind of took its time going where it wanted to go. And that's not a bad thing, but... Um, it's just not maybe what I anticipated. So still an enjoyable read. Um, comes out in February. I'll probably stock some copies at the bookshelf because I do think a certain group of people might enjoy it. Uh, it just wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. 
Um, okay, those were my seven books that I read in September. You can find full reviews on our bookshelf website, uh, www.bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash blog. Um, I blog each month about the books that I read, so if you prefer a written list instead of the verbal list, you can go there. Um, as usual, you can find show notes and full episodes of the podcast at the website or on iTunes at From the Front Porch. And if you ever have a comment or a question Um, or anything like that, please feel free to interact with us online and through social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Bookshelf T-Ville and on Facebook at Bookshelf Thomasville. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week.